Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Kebab Karma. Now, general disclaimer, if you do anything bad as a result of any discussions we have on this podcast, or just in life really, you can absolve all of your sins, all of them, by just buying a homeless person a kebab. With that said, let's jump into it. Tabitha, I've got a question for you. Yes, go for it. Incest. How'd you feel about it? How'd you feel about a bit of incest? Um, incest. Yeah. So, just just give me your your visceral reaction to the, to the word. Do I do? Did I grow up with them? Who is it? Is it my sister? <laughs> my brother? My sister? Who just is it? when I say the word incest, what do you think? No. Then again, I got caveats. You're like <laughs> no, but maybe. Is what you're saying. <laughs> I think what we're learning with me is that I've got caveats for everything. You're caveated. I'm, I've got um, a list of depends. Why don't you tell me your bottom line? How many degrees of separation is too few degrees? Like how close is too close? It would be my first cousin who I grew up with. Or at least I know a little bit. That would okay. be too close. Because I know I, I was, um, whatever age I was, I knew... Growing up, they were my cousin. Mm-hmm. That would be too close, definitely. Okay. However, oh, my dad has got family in Australia. I've never met these people. All I know is that my dad has got an aunt and cousins in Australia. Uh, so say I was to visit Australia again and be their guest. Mm-hmm. And I happen to meet someone uh within the family who looks a bit like tom hardy or maybe a lot like tom hardy you know tom hardy the notorious surfer (laughs) (laughs) Uh, why not (laughs) you know you can be a surfer and have a beard why not um and i have never met them i don't know I, i mean i know they are my cousin along the line third or second degree yeah and we happen to bump vaginas or bump, bump vaginas. You just happen to have a lesbian bump. experience because why bump. not? Bump, bump vaginas. <laughs> oh, do you have something you want to tell me? <laughs> no, but, but like we happen to, you know. Smash pasties. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's like if, if, if I met someone who I haven't grown up with knowing they're related to me. Yeah. Uh, then... Why not? What if it was? Bad, what if it was uh, a first cousin that you'd never, you had no no knowledge of? First cousin, I have no knowledge of. So I meet them for the first time, and then we go home together. And he's got like a picture of my aunt. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh. I know it's Aunt Betty, but she looks like Tom Hardy. So, pound town. Oh, that would be tough. Mm. That would be really tough because, um, just a yes or no. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was very gut. That was very visceral. Visceral. Now let's go back to the uh, okay. rational part of the brain. No, because it's wrong. <laughs> but, but still, he's hot. So I think my bottom line is, if I found out they were a first cousin, it would still probably always be an L. I don't think I could get past it. But having said that, if we're both consenting adults and I, and, and the mood strikes me and I'm yes. like, you know what? You can suck it. <laughs> I think... Metaphorically I think, and physically? Yeah, I might. And I'm just saying might receive 
a blowjob from a cousin. That's and, where, and that's Emmerich where BJ. A, yeah, yeah, you can you can have you can give me an Emmerich BJ. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, but I think that's as far as I'd go. I don't think I'd be able to. Oh, I caught it. What is it? A fly. Where did you? Where was it? It was in the air, and I just went. <laughs> karate kid it. Yeah. You got, you've got no one it. I've got no Fuck me. Anyway, back to me talking about blowing my cousins. Uh, <laughs> my line is. I think me blowing my cousins, it's a good name for a band. It's a good name. <laughs> Cousin blower. I'm going to give myself the breathing room. Yes. To get my dick sucked. But. <laughs> Again, physically or metaphorically? Both. <laughs> But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like go out of my way to be like, you know what? I know you're my cousin. Let's do it. You know, if, if I know upfront, if I know before the act of flagrande <laughs> that, that we are related, I'm gonna rein myself in and I'm just gonna let them suck it. Just gonna let them <laughs> suck it. Just I think the, it should be on a t-shirt. Just somewhere. the tip. <laughs> just, just the tip. Can I just, just the tip. Just the tip. But I think it's, Again, what's the moral quandary here? Is it because you've grown up with them or is it because you know they're the same DNA as you? Is it because you know they come from your mum's sister? Let's not forget, maybe there was a time when it was kind of okay to fuck your cousin and maybe even marry and have a family with your cousin. So oh, yeah. In like parts of the world, even today, it's still pretty much okay for, for first cousins to marry. I've got um, a friend who's... Her mum is one of a hundred first cousins, like a hundred okay. and hundred and six or something ridiculous amount of first cousins. They're Irish and there's just a lot of them. There's just a lot of them. There's yes. just like each of them were one of like eight or ten brothers or sisters. And she was like, Well, sometimes mum would go back to Ireland and, you know, see a guy in, in a in a in a discotheque. And you I know, suppose what Irish had in the men 80s, are very sexy. And I Irish can't men. Knock that. You know, um, go home, plot twist, next day, oh, you know, that's your cousin. Oh, you didn't know. Well, You've already received, uh, you know. That would be my caveat. That would be a caveat. Not knowing. Irish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's my brother, cousin, if it's Irish, I'm in. As soon as they open their mouths, if I find out that I have relations in Ireland, um, I'm going to buy a ticket tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so what about this? I have a real life experience. Oh, a real, a real life experience of um, something interesting that isn't quite incest, but could be. I know a dude. Let's call him... Schmike. Schmike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's call him Schmike. Schmike is having relations with a married man. Schmike is a single, like, 20-something gay man mm. who's sleeping with a straight married man. Let's call him Schmob. Already a lot to unpack. Already a lot to unpack. He's willingly but. doing this. He knows that Bob is married and, you know, just doesn't care because he loves him. Because this is he not loves what this him. podcast is about. No, he, he loves him. He loves him. So he deals with the fact that every week he has to go out, buy six kebabs for <laughs> six different homeless people because... So we said 30. 30? No. It's ongoing. It diminishes after a while, doesn't it? Like, oh. he's always doing the same thing. His you... comic returns is just going to diminish. It's fine. I asked the Dalai Lama. He said it was okay. Then... And this guy is never going to leave his, his wife or his kids because, you know, he's got kids. His kids are kind of, kind of, kind of old. I'd say they're like in their 20s. Mm -hmm. But Bob's got... 
Bob's got a fetish. Oh, you mean Shbob? Shbob, yes, so Shbob. <laughs> Shbob's got a fetish, Annie. Shbob has this thing where he likes to pretend that the, the younger gentleman, Schmike, is his son. What? No, 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 no. And not, not just like, not just like, oh yeah, call me daddy, because that's kind of accepted now. I think we're all on board with the daddy train. This is, <laughs> this is a full, full on pretends that he's his son, calls him by his son's name. Oh. Has him dress up like his son, spanks him and says, yeah, you've been a bad boy for daddy. Daddy's going to fuck you. But do we think that translates into he wants to actually have issues with his son? Or do we think that is a an abstract fantasy where he likes to pretend to be the daddy? I mean, he's already fucking a younger guy. He could just pretend to be a daddy if he wanted to. He could just yeah, be like, you know, it could, it could, it could very easily be like a, oh, you know, I run your orphanage. Come over here, <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> Twist. That descends into a different realm. That's very dark. Yeah, but okay. Put it this way. way: you're you're seeing a dude. Um, you know, you're you're dating, and he's like, yeah, tonight. Uh, I wanna I wanna fuck you and call you by my sister's name. No. <laughs> Uh, bro, bro. No, 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 bro. No, bro. Bob, no, 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 Bob. You're like, oh, you know, I've got to come for Christmas dinner and sit across from, from, from Schmachel. Like, I can't, I can't have you fucking me calling her name. But bottom line, he has a fantasy of disciplining his son and fucking him. Now I'm going to, but I have very, okay, I have very particular views on this, so I'm going to let you just give me a rundown of your views, and then and then I'll go. So you well, tell I have me everything. Different thoughts. So is this a fetish? So we're just talking about fetish. Him is it just a discipline thing? Because it could be. It could be a fetish about um, sadism slash discipline. It's no? only ever a role play about yeah. his son. It's never a role play about like. You've been a bad boy today and using the guy's actual name. It's, yeah. it's always, you are my real son. Do you think there could be something maybe underlined that's a bit, that's, but does he always, so does he just want to discipline him? Does he want, just want to punish him? He, he, so he'll, you know, tell him he's been bad. He'll spank him. Yeah. Then he'll fuck him. So I'm guessing there is a mixed bag of, Perhaps a little bit of should go to therapy, <laughs> uh, Dad, <laughs> and a mix of maybe there's this fetish, yeah, being the dominant, and his son is maybe it's just a vector for it. So he's, he uses it as a vector to to channel that, but it's got nothing to do with his son. Mm -hmm. Maybe, hopefully, I hope. I mean, yes, yeah. otherwise definitely straight into therapy and maybe take the kids away, although they are, they are of age. I mean, so. let, let me just clarify, the, the child, a child, his son, is in his 20s. Yeah, but for me, it would be a matter for, a matter for therapy, mm -hmm. for sure. Okay. But I don't have any fantasy slash fetish that goes beyond the boring. What happens when he sees his son? Does he have any feelings that kind of... 
seep into the sexual when he sees his son? Or is he just literally, oh, that's my son. I don't, like, I don't find him sexually attractive at all. But if I see another man, I like to call him by my son's name. Call me by your name. So, so what you're saying? Oh. So, what you're saying is you want to understand whether or not you, it would make a difference for you if the father figure in this situation actually wanted to fuck his son, or if it's just a fantasy about fucking someone who is your son. It would make a big difference, I think. If you want yeah. to fuck your son, is see for me the fact that he's calling him by his son's real name and not just calling him like. Yeah, boy, or yeah, son. <laughs> Not just calling him, you know, by a name, to me indicates that he actually has sexual feelings towards his son, and this is his this is his way of releasing them. But I think for me, that's troublesome. I mean, if, you, not if you've got a domineering side of things, you know, you can, you can get that in so many places. You don't have to call the person you're fucking by your son's name. I agree. You just, but. <laughs> I, can't disagree. I, I can't disagree with that. But I'm trying to understand here if it's a fetish for the incest or if it's just a fetish for this is the only domineering position that I know. This is the only, mm, this is this the the only, only one he's ever had. Yeah, this yeah. is the only place I've ever been where I've been a dominant figure mm. so that's my outlet by calling you by my son's name but it's got nothing to do with his son yeah and everything to do with so that's very less pure incest. fucking yeah that's very but less incest and more just fetish okay for the domineering so my my view on this is I kind of think it's okay like weirdly I think it's okay okay, okay. Hear, me, hear me out I will. Squinting. Squinting. <laughs> you think it's okay to call me by your son's name? Clearly, in my mind, has an urge to A, dominate, B, discipline, and C, fuck his son. Whether so you think not, it's directly related he, I mean, to look, he's calling someone boy, son, calling him by his son's name, having him dress up in his son's clothes. Like, it's Oof. not. it's not just like... A little bit. It's like, oh yeah, I, I I took this from my son's room. He wears this. You wear it, and I'm gonna fuck you. That's the type of level that we're talking. Ugh. I think he clearly has an urge to have plow his son's tight bussy, and I would honestly say, if he ever acted on that, it would a most likely because I'm guessing his son does not have the same. He probably, yes. he probably doesn't feel the same way. And he probably no, doesn't feel the same I'm way. He probably, probably doesn't feel the same way. He doesn't reciprocate those feelings. Probably A, irreparably damage his relationship with his son. B, send his... damage his son? <laughs> yeah, damage his son, send him into therapy, probably break up his marriage, which oh, so many so close to doing anyway by sleeping with an, a man, but probably send his life into a spiral and probably wouldn't, wouldn't be good for anyone. So... No, no one involved. I kind of think that him channeling that energy into what is essentially, essentially, essentially and <laughs> essentially, what is essentially a consensual fantasy role play yes. with a consenting adult, with an adult who says, yes, I want to pretend to be your son whilst you hit it two ways from Sunday is a better outcome than him acting on that emotion and so, on that instinct. Because fuck me, if my dad 
I didn't even want to know. It, it's like, no, I no, 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 no. I, I know some of the things that my dad's you into. You throw up between now and Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, thankfully, my daddy's into big-breasted women. <laughs> which that, you are not. Which I am not. Which I am not. <laughs> These itty-bitty preteen titties just don't cut it. But he, you know, he likes some some big old titties. Uh, but if if my dad ever like came up to me or like you know we were I don't know out to the pub and he was like I ne- the, I couldn't no. even imagine that's the stuff of nightmares that's the stuff of nightmares my uncle fine my dad no <laughs> your uncle fine <laughs> is he, you'd sell him off but you'd be like oh, okay I could I could if it if it was my uncle back off yeah I I <laughs> first of all I really don't like my uncle we really have a terrible relationship. But I've so got you several. Find an excuse just to punch him in the face. I've got several uncles, but there's one uncle in particular I would definitely find it as an excuse just to enjoy smacking him. But I could, if it's that degree of separation, I could. You know what? It's creepy, but I'd be able to get over it. If it's my father, no way. No. I no. think it's better for him to carry out that role play. Keep that bottled up inside for as long as you can and take it to your deathbed. Okay. And and I just I just don't don't tell don't tell anyone. No, Do I wouldn't tell anyone. Keep it in the vault. There are certain things no one needs to know. So but how does your friend Alish Schmike? You fucking loves it. Oh, so we've got a double. Um, potentially a double couch for therapy. So They've had discussions. Yes. about like key instances to mimic during sex so like for instance uh there was a an incident where the son the real son not the fake one disrespected his father in a certain way they've discussed that and incorporated it into the sexual fantasy so oh so they've rehearsed so there's there's cues cues in in this in this fantasy honestly my bottom line is if you can avoid traumatizing traumatizing your son and you can I suppose keep your marriage that you're holding on to and keep your male mistress and live your life. I mean, you're going to have to buy so many kebabs. I don't know what you're doing, um, but like he's going to have to buy kebabs for wanting to fuck his son. He's going to have to buy a loyalty ke- card. He's going to have to get his own kebab truck. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have to be a street vendor. I don't know. Cause I think that's a very literal reading of a sexual fantasy. And sometimes, oftentimes sexual fantasies, to not really reflect your real life relationships. Example. So, well, no, this I think this is a good example. Maybe it's not his real life because it's just very free, free, Freudian, Freudian. Yeah. And he has a lot. He had a lot to say about um, how people view sex, especially from a young age. And a lot of people disagree, but a lot of it is maybe. Um, a way of channeling your sexuality and your sexual drive mm. through your relationship with other people in your life. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you want to fuck your mum mm. or your dad. It just means that that's how you channel your sex. You channeled your sexual drive within your life. I think that kind of more relates to, yeah, everyone's had sex dreams probably about their relatives at some point. Even just like one-off things. Oh yeah, I've had. I've, I yeah. have, but it doesn't mean I want to fuck my dad. No, but this is more like if you're enacting a sexual fantasy where you're actually naming your son, mm. or or if you're naming your father, mother, auntie, whatever, 
it kind of takes on its a life of its own. But I did raise this. Mm-hmm. I raised it with some colleagues. And yes. one of my colleagues said flat out, if they are two consenting adults, and he went so far as to say, if his son were also a consenting adult, so if his actual son, not the make-believe role-play son, yeah. consented to sleeping with his father, they're of age and they consent and he sees nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> no, because it's someone who's exerted power over you for years. Yeah. So it, it is... It would be questionable for me if you, if you want to have sex with your dad for real, not yeah. as a fantasy, as a twisted fantasy. For real, it would be questionable whether that's an actual fantasy of yours, or if that was driven by something, a way it behaved, a way it a sort of power that he beheld in you, or yeah. whatever. It's it's it, it, that would be very questionable. That for me would go into the realms realms of almost abuse. I would, yeah. I would go down the therapy route again. But then, okay, the worry is that we're going to tell these people who may have these kind of like feelings, instincts. Obviously, I've said, I think you should enact the instinct in the most harmless way possible. Go get you a schmike. Yeah, go get you a schmike. There are two two consenting adults who are just like, you know what? This is what we're both into. And they've found, they've managed, they've, they've found a way to find each other and make life their, their finds life a finds a way. Jeff Goldblum. He's just in every episode. He doesn't think he endorses this. I don't think, I, maybe he does. I don't know where my point was going. <laughs> if you found the schmike. I got schmike, distracted. What was I going? If you um, found the schmike. If you found a, bo- a schbob to your schmike. Yeah, if you found it. Or a schmike. Go for it. But we're running the risk yes. of saying go to therapy. And I don't think, like I wholeheartedly do not think that therapy solves sexual urges i just don't because for instance i tried i tried so hard when i was younger to go to like gay straight conversion therapy oh jesus no do you know the reason i didn't i couldn't afford it it was too i am too poor and it was too expensive but my first year but of it would u- never have converted you because you no i would, it wouldn't have <laughs> but my first year of university like i was an adult at this point I literally tried to send myself to gay straight conversion therapy. I emailed people and had responses from people trying to like, from people who had gone through conversion therapy to potentially sponsor me to go through conversion therapy. But, but I think that's, I think that's opening up the door to saying almost, and I don't think that it is, but it's, you're almost saying like, well, your sexual urges are fine as long as you don't express them, even if. And the if can be pretty big. Conversion therapy from gay to straight is yeah. bullshit. Straight yeah. up bullshit. Because obviously that's your sexuality. Mm-hmm. The sexual urges are a different realm, I feel. You can absolutely, 100%, go to therapy if you're having those urges and have them help you cope with it deal with it, understand why it's happening, kind of figure out ways to avoid it, take yeah. yourself out of the situation. I don't think you can cure it. I don't think a sexual urge can be cured by therapy, but I think it can be managed. And I, whilst okay. I, oh, I struggle to say that gay straight conversion therapy works, I do think gay to straight therapy can be like, 
the gay to straight lifestyle can be managed. You can manage your homosexual urges. Yeah. You're not saying it's right. I'm not saying you're saying curing the, the fact that you're yeah, homosexual because yeah. I don't think you are. But and I you think, don't need, it's not something you need to cure. No, no, no. Yeah, you're, not, yeah. you're not curing anything because it can't be cured, bottom line, cut and dry, but you're managing it. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of devout Christians, Jews, Muslims will say that, yeah, I am, I am managing my homosexuality. Yeah. I am living within my prescribed religious boundaries because... Yes, I'm gay, but my religion is more important to me, so I'm managing it. I have yeah. no problem with that. If that's what you want to do, I just couldn't do it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm Christian, but I just couldn't do it. I like eating butt. <laughs> <laughs> I need some wine after We've that. We've gone off topic. I need, some, I need some wine. I need a lot of wine. That was really deep. We've gone off topic. In my situation... Not my situation. I didn't do this. This isn't me. Schmike and Schmob. Are both consensual adults who will yeah. say, I choose to act out this fantasy. Look, Schmike is like, I want a daddy who fucks me real hard, real good. And Schmob is like, I want to fuck my son. And this guy is willing to pretend to be my son. I think, go for it, guys. You two have found each other. Do you know how long and hard I have had to search for people to fulfill my sexual fantasies? Jesus Christ. <laughs> All I want for Jesus someone... Jesus Christ, did he fulfill, he fulfilled, my, he, he, he fulfilled my Jesus fantasies. Wow. All, all, all I want is someone who looks enough like Vladimir Putin to finally give me an erection. Oh, but... <laughs> no, baby, no. No, but... Oh, boo-boo, no. <laughs> boo. All I want is someone who looks enough like me <laughs> so opposite very much the very opposite, opposite of what we're talking about no I still I'm going to maintain for me personally two degrees of separation but I will say if you would like to engage in a consensual incestual fantasy <laughs> you have about, my full support but what about a consensual because the answer to all of that for me is no Daddy is too close to home. And that's the end of my story. But if, so what if it's not a fantasy? I know we're not talking dad and son. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to take you back to Jamie Lannister. a couple of degrees. Whoa, no, because Jamie Lannister famously fucked his, fucked his sister. sister. If it, but they were, if it's consensual, they're two at look. If it's consensual. And they were twins, let's not forget. So They were twins, so they were even more inseparable. Wait, than... should we do a Game of Thrones after show where we just talk about this topic? Yes. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll finish this and then we'll do a Game of Thrones after show. Um, okay, so what was your point other than that? <laughs> I think if it remains... Well, it, I think... I've, again, I've polled for this. Uh-huh. Um, I've asked you do field people. research. I do. I yeah. do. I like that. I, I haven't asked as many people as the previous episode, so I've asked only a, a smaller pool of people um the reactions have been quite vitriolic oh mostly they've been oh no no amount of people no amount of degrees of separation no. i need 12 degrees i need a lineage and a blood I test need not them not to be related at all yeah except two people oh <laughs> he went straight up well if i didn't grow up with them cousin is fine oh. <laughs> so you know I think in this, it's like it's very much very gut reaction. Yeah. And also, I think it depends on how close you are to your family. I'm not very close to a, a large uh, part of my family. Yeah. But I'm still saying no. no. So what you're saying is, 
No, 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 no way. No, 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 no way. I'm not fucking my cousin. Pretty much. <laughs> Sponsored by Dreamgirls. <laughs> so, okay. I think we've come down on somewhat similar views. We've come down on, I'm going to go no to fucking within two degrees of separation. No mm-hmm. sister, brother. No first cousin. No mother, father. But I will say, feel free to make up whatever you want with someone who is consenting and willing to go along with your sexual fantasy as you please. You're saying... If I haven't met you before... Yeah. And I didn't know you existed... Yeah. And you look like Tom Hardy... Pound town. If you're my first cousin... You'll take I it. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I, I... Kissing cousins. Kiss, kissing in... Aubergine taco emoji cousin, <laughs> you know. And yeah. we're talking, again, we're talking sex. We're not talking... Marriage. We're not talking so marriage. So you wouldn't would marry Tom Hardy if he was your cousin? Hard. Wow. Tom's going to be sad. He listens. You know he listens. Oh, sorry, Tom. So I think that's... I think we've come to some good some good kind of conclusions here. Um, I'm not for incest unless it's make-believe. And you you just love incest. I don't... No, that's not you're what just, I said. You just... Um, I don't love incest. I'm saying... I think the defining... Uh, the determining factor is whether you have... You have a, an emotional association with the person. Joke society would be a hard no. Yeah. I would have to say no to Tom. It'd be really difficult. It'd be really difficult. I'd be like, Tom. You'd regret it forever. You'd regret it forever. Yeah, I know. Oh, don't. Oh. No, I would be so gutted. Love Sorry, you, Tom. Tom. Love you, Tom. <laughs> All right, guys. I think um, this is a good place to end it here. Just just talking about Tom Hardy, which I think is is par for the course. I think we've, 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 we've gone on a journey today. I think he's going to be my bar. I think Tom Tom Hardy is your bar for everything going forward. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure to listen to the Kebab Karma after show where we're, uh, we're going to have an in-depth discussion about incest in Game of Thrones and how it relates to our lives. Until next time, make sure to stay incested and uh, moisturize. Always. Clink. Bye guys. Bye.